just a quick word before we start today's episode. I know, I know I'm beginning to sound like a broken record, but I have to let you know that we do pre-record several of these episodes in advance so that we have great content to bring to you week in and week out. And that is the case with this one. It's actually been in the vault for quite a while. Can't believe I have waited this long to share it, but it's one that we are calling I've Got Your Back. It's all about the importance of women supporting women, why sometimes that seems to be difficult, or at least that's what society would have us to think, and why it's important. It's two members of my tribe, Janine Grays and Maureen Green James, um, at the mic, giving us their perspective on this. They have a lot to say that was really, really great insight, and I'd love to hear what you thought after listening to this episode. So with that, sit back and let's hear what they had to say. Hello, everybody, and welcome to In My Shoes. It's a podcast for women of color about the issues we face every single day. I am your host, Karen Davis-Thompson, and we're still doing it, killing it, meeting virtually. And so today I have two of my tribe members who are going to be talking about what I like to call I Got Your Back, maybe. And we'll get into what I mean by that in just a moment. So today I have Maureen and Janine with me. You've met them before, but just going to give them an opportunity to say hello. Hello, G. How are you today? Hello, how are you? Happy to be here. Good, thank you. Happy to have you with me and Maureen. How are you? I am fabulous. Thank you so much. And I hope you're doing well too. And happy to be here also. Thank you so much, ladies. So we're going to get right into it. So in essence has um, a show they have on YouTube called If Not For My Girls. And um, I've been watching a few of the episodes and this one caught my eye. So it's Carrie Hilson, Latoya Luckett, and Yudoxi Bridges, I hope I'm saying her name right, who are talking about... Um, Women of color celebrating and supporting each other was this particular uh, topic. And so Carrie talked a little bit about the misconception that women of color don't like to support and celebrate one another, that there's a lot of jealousy um, going on there, just a, a lot of insecurities that come out when it comes to supporting each other. And so that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. So ladies, I want to get your take on that. So G, how do you feel about that statement? Do you find that that's something that... Um, you feel is out there this misconception that we aren't supportive of one another? And where do you think that comes from? Oh, definitely. Um, I think that misconception is alive and well, unfortunately. Um, You know, I think there are different variables when it comes to that, like where it comes from. Um, You know, for me personally, I feel nothing but empowerment. And just it just brings me joy to see other women, other black women just killing the game. And it just gives me more fire, you know, to go out there and go after my goals. And, um, you know, it just makes me want to support, support us even more. Um, so as far as in my personal life and my personal experiences, you know, um, you know, I, I really try to surround myself with other like-minded women. So, you know, I don't personally get that, but, from, you know, um, an image and perception, you know, I see that image in the media all the time. I see it on TV shows. I see it on social media and it just, it bothers me so much because we get such a bad rep for that, you know, and I don't think people realize that, you know, you have these shows, um, that, that show us in a negative light. And at the end of the day, that's all about the dollars and bringing in the dollars and drama is what sells and these, you know, negative images of us, but I just feel like at the end of the day, so much money is being made and, 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 but it's to our expense, 
you know, is to the expense of Black women and our, our daughters, you know, and I just feel like we don't have to accept that, you know, we don't have to give these franchises our money, we don't have to support it, we don't have to share them, you know, um, I feel like if there's a lack of positive images out there, let's make our own platform, you know, let's make our own, just like how you've done, Karen, with In My Shoes, and, you know, um, we don't have to buy into that, and so I just kind of feel like there are just all kinds of different variables, and people need to realize what's reality versus, you know, what's, you know, fake news, you know, or just a perception that's out there that's just being done to, you know, garner wealth and to our expense. So I just, you know, I just think that there's so many different things about, you know, uh, that, that's going on out there in the public. And we just need to be smarter about how we choose to invest, in, you know, and, and support um, these types of images out there. And Maureen, how, how about you? What do you think? I, you know, so I totally agree with everything G, that you just said, because I am also that person who is, it's really important to me to support other women. And it doesn't matter what they look like, where they come from. It's just really, it feels good to support other women. Um, and when you're supporting your sisters of color, that is just like, you know, even, even better. But I really do think that we, um, sometimes women just, do, for whatever reason, and I think there's a whole bunch of them that we, we'd have to like, do deep research on, right? I think there are a bunch of reasons why women just don't do that. I think that they may themselves not feel as empowered to do that. And, you know, I, I think it's just, I think it's just sad. I think because when you lift others up, you're lifted up. When you reach back and pull somebody along, you're moving further ahead. You know, um, I, I love this quote by um, Madeleine Albright. And it, it's, it's funny to me because, you know, she's former Secretary of State. And when you see Madeleine Albright, she looks like really serious and stern all the time. And so when I first read the quote, I was cracking up because I can't see the words coming out of her mouth. But they did. And she says there's a special place in hell for women who don't help other women. And, you know, I kind of believe that. I really do. Like, why wouldn't you help other women, you know? And sometimes I think we do the complete opposite and really um, tear other women down. And we're, we're setting ourselves backwards by doing so. Thank you so much. And I was, it was interesting, G, when you were talking because um, one of my questions was about, you know, some of this stuff we see on reality TV. And I do think that it can be to our detriment. I mean, when you see, you know, a bunch of women who are, um, you know, that stereotypical, they're being catty with one another or whatever. And so um, it was interesting that you brought that up, that, you know, that the money that these uh, TV shows are generating can sometimes be to our detriment. So that was an interesting point that you brought up as well. Uh, and one of the things that they talked about uh, in the the series, if not for my girls, and some of the things that I've heard people talk about, and I want to know if you guys think this is true, that sometimes men are a lot better at kind of putting aside whatever differences they may have when it comes to, um, you know, getting the job done for business, for doing what they need to do um, in, in their, if they've got their own aspirations and that sometimes women have a hard time doing that, that we, you know, let past experiences, our own insecurities get in the way so that it makes it harder for us to work together. 
Um, Maureen, would you agree with that? Is that something you've encountered or seen? I have seen that. Um, and I think that men in general are um, probably better at putting the differences aside because um, I think that they are, I, I think their differences are, for lack of better terminology, just different. That sometimes, you know, women can be petty about some things, whereas men are like, you know what, I got you, bro. I'm, I'm good. It's all, it's all good. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. And even in, you know, corporate circles. So, you know, like within, you know, organizations that I've worked for before, I have seen men really just kind of come together and embrace each other and bring each other along. You know, when you talk about um, being a mentor or a sponsor to someone, men are really good at it for men. And I have seen men um, in organizations rise from, you know, coming into the organization as like a senior associate and within like six years, making it to the level of managing director or partner. And that's, that's just huge. That talk about fast track, that gives fast track a whole new definition. Whereas women, um, it's almost as if they want to make sure that they are continuously moving ahead of other women. So they will almost slow track women um, just to, to make sure that they're X amount of steps behind. It, it's, it's, it's very odd, but men don't really think about that. And I think the other thing that men are really great at is recognizing that, they're, that someone else's success makes them look really good. And I don't think women look at it that way. I think sometimes women tend to look at it as, okay, well, if this woman does become successful, is she going to become a threat to me and my success in the future? And so, you know, I always encourage, you know, women to step up and be that person who's going to take that individual along. And I, to me, it doesn't matter when you start kind of building out that, that, that network. Um, you know, my, I think I've mentioned before that my daughter works in, um, uh, news journalism and, and this is fairly new for her, right? So she's been, you know, a news journalist, um, for three years and, uh, two years ago, uh, someone new came onto the team she had just graduated from college and her boss asked my daughter to be this individual's mentor. And, you know, she came to me and she said, you know, it's kind of cool. I'm really happy to have this opportunity to be a mentor, but I'm not really sure if I'm the right person. And I said, you know, here's the thing. You need to think about all of the other people who are mentors to you. What did they do well? What did they not necessarily do well? And how can you make the experience better for this individual coming in? Long story short, She's not just her mentor now. She, they continue to be, um, they continue to work together, even though they're now at two totally different television stations and in two totally different seas, um, cities. But they're also good friends. You know, they also have this, they've grown to have this relationship where they will do anything for the other and, and vice versa. And so I think that you have to start that kind of, um, nurturing of a relationship. So you get to the point where you're not thinking about the pettiness that may come. You're thinking about how can I help to elevate this individual? How can I bring them along? Their success 
is my success. And I think that's the piece that, that sometimes women miss um, that men just kind of get. They, they, ju- they just do it. They just see it that way and that's how they run with it. And gee, what about you? Do you think that there is some truth to that, that sometimes men tend to be able to kind of work out whatever differences, put that to the side and do whatever is necessary to get it done? Absolutely. Um, I completely agree um, with Maureen, what Maureen said. Um, you know, coming from a, um, an industry that's uh, male dominated, um, especially white male dominated, um, I see this every day. And, um, you know, I just feel like men are just not, uh, they're not emotional beings. And gosh, nobody take that the wrong way. But I just feel like, um, you know, as women in general, and I'm, I'm not speaking, you know, for all women, just, I, I just think we, um, we lead more with our, you know, emo- we tend to lead more a little bit more with our emotions. Um, I know for me in general, and I do have to remind myself to sometimes let go of certain things because I do realize in this um, industry and not just in our industry, I'm, I'm in the uh, heavy equipment industry. So it's, it's very fast paced. Um, it's a very lucrative industry, but it's small. And so everybody knows everybody. And you're absolutely right, Maureen, is um, there's something to be said about that good old boys network. They bring them along. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, they, yes. they cultivate and then they bring each other along on the ride. So you can essentially come into the industry or a company and work your way up to senior level management in just a few short years, you know, depending on the, it, it's very relational, you know, it's all built on relationships and, you know, building relationships with people. Um, and so they, they tend to, I tell you what, I've been in rooms where they will just tear each other to, sh- to shreds. And two minutes later, they're knocking back beers, you know, at <laughs> in happy hour. It's and true. they have no problems doing that whatsoever. Whereas, you know, myself, you know, I kind of feel like I'm always coming from a place of, you know, don't start, no, won't be none. I address everyone with the utmost respect. I'm very professional, but do not come at me in, in a disrespectful manner because I that's my expectation is that you talk to me in the same respect I show you. And so being in this industry around a lot of men and a lot of them are, are very gritty and to the point and not very, uh, I don't know, PC for lack of a better term or professional, sometimes they do tend to think that they can talk to you any kind of way. You know, so I, I always feel like I have to check them, but I've gotten to a place where I pick and choose my battles. You know, you're not going to talk to me any kind of way, but I'm not going to let you bring me to a place where I'm emotional now. And I have to show you that, you know, I, I'm, I got to put you in your place. I really do pick and choose my battles when it comes to that, but I've learned to kind of take cue from them to b- believe it or not. I do actually try to learn a lot from how these men work. And um, I do tend to, you know, I can get down and dirty with with the best of them and then have the ability to just brush it off and we're good, you know? And so I I do think there's something to be said about that. Um, I see it all the time in my industry, but one thing I do wanted to touch on what Maureen was saying about, you know, really um, coming from a place of helping others and feeling the need. I want to give 
kind of an example. Recently, um, my daughter, my 12-year, actually she's 13, my goodness, <laughs> my 13-year-old um, just got the opportunity to meet with um, a local um, African-American female judge. And um, for local people who are aware, Judge the Honorable, the Honorable uh, Jessica Costello, she was the first um, in, in 20 years, the, the youngest African-American female that, you know, was appointed to the um, circuit court in our county. And so my daughter got the opportunity to meet her face to face. And she actually took the time out of her busy, busy schedule to, you know, talk to my daughter. I mean, they spoke for like 30 minutes. Um, she brought my daughter into the, the judge's chamber. She was able to wear her robe. And, um, and it was just such a special moment for my daughter. And I, you know, on Twitter, I shouted her, shouted her out on Twitter. I said, you have no idea the impact that you made on this little 13 year old, because that kind of sealed the deal for my daughter. And so I asked her, cause I wasn't in the room. And so I asked my daughter, I said, well, you know, what, what did she say? Like, did she give you any like neat little, you know, tidbits or give you some um, advice? And she said, yeah, she actually gave me some really good advice, but the thing that, you know, I thought was really interesting that she told me was that cultivate your network, you know, just build relationships. Cause she told, you know, and I thought that was really interesting. I mean, she did say that, you know, study hard, you know, do, you know, study hard, do what you love to do, that kind of stuff. But she said, what's going to get you ahead really is your people skills. And along the way, making these relationships and connections with folks. But then don't forget when you get to a place where you can help others, help them, help your, your fellow, you know, sisters and brothers out there who might be, you know, who might need some guidance or who might need somebody in their corner or a mentor. Don't ever forget, don't ever forget that because that is ultimately going to set you up for success. So I just, I, I really thought that that was such an amazing piece of advice that she could have given her. And so, like I said, I just, the impact that she made just in that short 30 minutes, just really, I, I really think it's going to go a long way with, with my daughter. And, you know, I, I think that's interesting. It's good that she's uh, talking to her about that early, because I do think that um, like what Maureen said, I think it was you, Maureen, who said it when we first started, or it might have been, well, now that I think about it, it might have been you, but just the fact that, you know, you try to surround yourself with people who are going to be positive and be that network, which is kind of what the ladies were speaking about as well. They said that, you know, it always makes them feel better when they know that they have people, if they're having an event, they're putting something together, that they have this group of women that they know they can count on to tell them that they look good, to tell them that they can do it, to keep it real with them. You know, next time, girl, you might want to do this a little different or whatever. Not that you want this cheering squad that's not going to be honest with you, but it's people that you know are coming from a genuine place. Um, and so I think it's good that she's um, letting your baby know early that that's going to be important for her to do. Cause I think we all need that. We all need to hear that we're doing a great job and to have women around you that, you know, aren't looking to see how they can cut you down. Um, it's really helpful. And I'll give you guys an example. And then if you guys have ever experienced something like this, if you could talk about it a little bit and how it made you feel and, and what it taught you about yourself. So I think I've mentioned this before, but 
Um, when I started the podcast and the blog, especially, obviously, um, particularly with the blog, what I talk about is extremely personal in nature. It's a lot about, you know, the struggles that I have as a caregiver for my daughter and um, all of the diagnoses and how that um, plays out in her life, how it impacts our family, et cetera. And so uh, a person who was kind of trolling me on Facebook, she isn't, uh, I know her, but we aren't, um, for lack of how they say it, friends on Facebook or whatever, but I know her. So she's following uh, what I'm doing and was talking really negatively about me putting all my business out there and no, nobody wants to hear that. And why am I doing that? And she was kind of just planting that seed around with people that we know um, um, that we have in common. And so, you know, for me, first of all, um, it's irritating because obviously to put yourself out there the way I've done can be really hard to do, even though I felt it was something that was needed. Um, so it was a little irritating to me at first. I had to really step back and think, you know what, At least it, she may be saying that nobody wants to hear it, but obviously she's reading it and listening to it. So, um, you know, I had to give myself a pep talk because that type of negativity can really make you second guess what you think you know is the path for you to take. And so I wanted you guys to speak on that. Have you ever experienced that? How did you deal with it? How did it make you feel? Um, what did you do if you had an experience similar to that? Either one of you can jump in. I have. Um, I have experienced um, a few instances like that um, with some previous um, ventures that I've, um, you know, had done in the past, some previous business ideas that I went into. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you kind of, and I love what you've done, Karen, is you, you, you made a conscious decision to keep it moving. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, you know, at, at the end of the day, you're always going to have um, some haters. I hate to say it, you know, and, uh, you know, but, at, but I think, you know, just not giving them the satisfaction of even acknowledging it, you know, cause I, you know, I've been in, I've been in your shoes before and, you know, Oh, no pun intended, but, <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing. It's just like, you know, you, you're going to have, especially when you put yourself out there in, in a way that you have. And I really feel like the impact that you're making, that I'm making, that Maureen is making far exceeds the one or two people that's going to be out there that any, anything you do, it's going to be like, well, why is she doing that? Or that, that just don't make any sense. Or why is she putting her business out there? You know, you're, you're just going to have those haters. And, you know, I just love that you've taken that and really just turned it into a positive. Well, you know what, that gives me more fire. You know, that gives me more motivation. I say, keep it up haters, because that motivates me even more to make a greater impact. And I know the people who are getting something out of what I'm doing appreciate what I'm doing. And I have a tribe that's, that has my back. So you can run along <laughs> and do you. And if you want to keep painting from the sidelines, then you keep painting from the sidelines, but it's not going to impact um, how I choose to, um, you know, to, to move forward with, with um, my business or whatever venture that I'm a part of. Um, and it's not going to impact me any kind of way. And I'm not going to entertain that. Um, so I think that, you know, I think you made a choice to separate yourself from that because you could have a back and forth, but why, you know, why, why do that? So it, you could be that time you're, you're taken out to acknowledge the, uh, 
the, the comments or acknowledge the ignorance, you could be taking that time and putting it into your business or the people who are actually supporting you. Um, so that's my take on that. And Maureen, you had something you wanted to add to that? Yeah, definitely. So I totally agree with what G's saying. She's just like, you know what? You do you, boo. I totally get that. And I applaud that. But I also think that these anybody who does that um, is really somebody who, at the end of the day, could be hating for a whole bunch of reasons that you're not even aware of. They could be completely envious of what you're doing because perhaps maybe they themselves wanted to do something similar and for whatever reason they did not. They could be someone who actually has already done it and for whatever reason it wasn't successful. Like there could be all kinds of reasons. The thing that I, I think that you know we all need to remember is that everybody, everybody's got a thing. There's like something going on with everybody and you don't acknowledge it. Don't give it any air. Don't give it any oxygen. Don't allow it to breathe. Just go and do what you need to do, which Karen, which you have exact, this is exactly what you've done. At some point in time, they're going to realize, wait a minute, you know what? Let me reach out to Karen because she's talked about this. Or she said this, or I've heard this on one of her podcasts, because trust me, they're paying attention to what you're doing. So whatever it is that they didn't want to give you any, you know, any excitement and joy about and share great feedback, they're paying attention to you and they'll be back. You just got to continue to do you. Don't worry about that. Don't give it any oxygen. Thank you, ladies, for that. So I got my own counseling session on my podcast today. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> A couple of the words that you guys used as we were talking today, um, I thought were really interesting. We could dive into just a little bit more as we uh, spend just a few more minutes together. So uh, one of you talked about, you know, women um, can sometimes, and I definitely agree with that. Um, I think that there's a place for it and it's a reason why we're made that way. But sometimes we do lead more with our emotions. And also the other word that I really wanted to focus in on was, um, I think it was you, Maureen, when we talked about sometimes women may feel a threat from other women mm -hmm. who are doing their thing. And so can we, let's just talk about that a little bit more. What, do, where do you think that comes from the fact that um, a lot of times, instead of seeing this as, Hey, you know, obviously I'm not the only person doing a podcast. You're not the only person out there doing coaching. G's not the only person doing uh, the, the lifestyle blog and cook Presley. So what is it that you, what, what makes you think that we have that feeling of we feel threatened as opposed to, hey, let's see how we can work together? Where do you think that comes from? Maureen, you can start. Yeah, that's a really good question, Karen, because I honestly don't know where it comes from. Um, you know, I see it happen at work every single day, um, you know, where women, you know, there are women who say, oh, yeah, I support women. I promote women. But here's my thing. If you have to go around saying that, and putting it on a pedestal and, and waving a big banner with those words on it, you don't. And I, I, I think that women are, I think it's societal, actually. I think that in um, spaces such as, you know, corporate environments, women know that everybody is watching them. And so if they're at a senior, any kind of a leadership, you know, position, the people that are watching them are more than likely quite a few men, and they want to be seen in their eyes as the person who's doing everything, who's doing the right things, who's making, who's shaking things up, who's bringing in revenue. Um, 
And they may not want anybody else to have that spotlight because they are aspiring to take one of those men's roles or at least be in a position to be working alongside them. So I think that's one of the things. I also think that we, and I have long since said this, and my, my sister and a lot of people will probably argue with me, but I think we put things out there that actually um, work to um, make that kind of environment, that kind of threatening environment, something that is, quote unquote, beautiful. And what I'm referring to are these kinds of television shows that really pit women against other women. And I don't think those things really do anything to serve us well, because I think the people who could be watching those actually think that's a really good thing. And, oh, we must be this way because, you know, here it is on, on, on television, right? And so I, I always think that we are, we do ourselves a disservice by putting those kinds of images out there for our young girls to see who grow to become young women, who grow up to become women who are working in all kinds of arenas and environments and professions and industries. And, you know, I, 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 I worry that we are creating this culture of every woman must be a threat to me. And so to answer your question, I really don't know where it comes from, but those are some of the things that I think um, allow it to fester. Thank you very much. And Jean, what about you? Where do you think that comes from? Why is it that there's that whole, you know, you feel threatened as opposed to looking at it as a way to maybe collaborate? Right. Um, let, let me kind of, I know you're asking a question, but let, let me kind of throw back a question. Do you all think, because I think there, there's some validity, validity to this, but I almost kind of feel like it's, it could be partially a cultural thing because I know like I know in, in a lot of our communities, there's this sense of there's not enough of it. So you got to hold on to it or you have to hoard it somehow or you can't let the cat out of the bag or else everybody's going to be doing it. And then there's not enough. Like I just kind of feel like it, it's deeper. It goes deeper than just I'm threatened by you or somebody's threatened by, I kind of feel like it's, it's been festering in our, especially our, you know, black and brown communities in that there isn't enough of wealth. There isn't enough of this resource. And so when you find something good, you hold on to it. And I just kind of feel like I've seen that, you know, growing up, you know, and, and I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm like Maureen, I, I really don't know what, what, um, what causes that, but I think, there's some validity to that, you know, um, but I just, you know, as far as, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, you know, when, when we give traction to these, you know, um, images out there of, I don't want to name certain programs, but you all kind of know what I'm talking about, where you have a group of women and, you know, supposedly, you know, they're all for women empowerment, but you've got an episode, you sh they show one episode, they're all together, they're vacationing together somewhere in like Central Pay or whatever. And next thing you know, they're all coming, they're, they're all fighting and they're, they're flipping over tables and they're getting physical with each other. 
um, offer things that don't even matter. So, you know, recently I just saw on social media, there's this whole um, no makeup challenge going on between, uh, you know, some of these personalities that are out there. And I'm like, okay, how is this helping women? Like, <laughs> this is so mm-hmm. surface. So I think once we can get beyond the surface level stuff of what your clothes look like, you know, what red bottoms are you rocking today? Or, you know, your facial features or whatever, your body parts. Like once we get, let, let's just get past that, you know? I mean, that alone right there, that's not helping us any. So, you know, how is that setting up our families and our communities you know, for success, for, for, for generational wealth. I mean, so that's all, let's get beyond the appearances and the fashion and the handbags and the purses. And let's just, let's have more meaningful conversations. Let's talk about how we can build each other up so that our communities don't feel like when they found something good, they have to hold on to it and they can't share it. I don't really quite know what the reason is, but I think there are so many variables around it, but I do feel like there is it, it, it it's deeper, you know, and I do feel like there's a cultural aspect to it as well. I mean, you guys can, I, I would love to hear your take on that. Absolutely. Maureen? Yeah, I, so I, I totally agree. I think there is a cultural aspect to it. Absolutely. Totally agree with you about the images. That's what I was referring to you, referring to earlier about the images and things that we see out there. Um, but I also think that, um, it's culture, it's culturally driven within a culture. So in other words, I don't think it's just, you know, within the black and brown culture. I think it exists in different ways in, you know, all kinds of other cultures, all kinds, you know, in, in, in white cultures. I, I work, you know, in an organization with, you know, a lot of white people, but honestly, white people in my company are actually the minority because the majority of individuals are Indian. So I think that there are things that are happening that happen within um, all different parts of the the cultural makeup of the organization. But I also think that we as humans kind of create these things ourselves. And I don't think we create them with the intention that it's going to be bad. I think we create it with the intention of it's going to fuel interest and then ultimately starts to fuel fire. And then ultimately that fire becomes like a massive forest blaze, you know? And I think that's what really allows us to kind of bring each other, to bring all, bring each other down. So when I, you know, mentioned earlier that, you know, I really see this from the standpoint of, um, you know, all women, you know, kind of feeling threatened by, you know, one or the other. I don't necessarily look at it culturally, even though I know as an individual culture, um, there are things that inherently work to really create that fire and make it a blaze. And I agree. It. That's a really good point, Maureen. I, I, I do. I, I agree with that for sure. Um, just to clarify my comments, I'm kind of speaking from from just coming as a black woman in, in my experiences mm-hmm. by, by any means, I, I did not mean that it's just us, the black folk. <laughs> oh, okay, no, no, so no. Just, yeah. Yeah, okay. no, no, I did. I didn't uh, No, I did not take that away from it at all. So I apologize if that's the way it sounds. That's not what I meant. What I meant was, I really think this is, is very, very broad. Mm-hmm. And, and I also think that sometimes it can happen, you know, black on white, white on black, like we're, you know, it's, it's, 
so broad. Karen, you know, here's the problem. You just asked a really loaded question about how we think this thing happens. <laughs> so I mean, it is fascinating. Like it, it makes me think of, and I've, I've brought this um, up before and if, if people have not seen it, it was really good. But if you, I know, I think the two of you watched it, the um, Netflix series on Madam CJ Walker. And so mm-hmm. that's what I thought when you started talking about, you know, feeling like there's not going to be enough. So, you know, the story, uh, you know, it, it's loosely based on her life. So she um, was using this product that this woman who made, who back then they would call her a mulatto. And she wanted to help sell it and be a part of it and make it better. And the woman was absolutely against having any input from this other woman, this dark skinned woman. There are so many things you could unravel in that. But it made me think about what you were talking about, G. It's almost like, well, there can't be enough black women heads to do in the world for both of us to have a company or for you to be successful and for me to be successful. So I'm going to do whatever I can to tear down what you're trying to do because I'm afraid that it's going to impact me. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what it made me think of. I mean, she was so dead set against having any input from another woman. And this was a woman who was using her product to say how it could be better how we could improve it help her start her company it was like completely against that so that's kind of what it made me think of and so I think that there may be a little bit of that that goes on maybe not just in the black culture I mean it may be harder for us because it's so hard for us to get to the next level until we get Mm -hmm. there we're so excited so you sometimes forget to turn around and help the next person make it up that letter because you're worried about what it's going to do to you after all the work you had to put in um, so that's kind of what it made me think of when you, when we were talking about that, but it, it, I'm sorry if it was a loaded question, but I'm always kidding. That, <laughs> no, no, it is something that you hear people talking about and they talked about it on the, um, on the, on the, on the podcast or the show that essence has, it was like, what is it that makes us feel like we're a threat mm-hmm. to one another, as opposed to being able to work together. Um, and so as we prepare to wrap up, the last thing I want to do is kind of turn this on its head a little bit. So, um, if each of you could tell me what it feels like when you um, step out there and you get all of that support, because we all try to support one another. So how does it make you feel, Maureen? You've started your company. You can talk a little bit about your company uh, as you're answering this question. Mm-hmm. But what, how does it make you feel when you get the opportunity, you're stepping out there and you see your tribe or group of women supporting you and uh, promoting what you're trying to do? Sure. So. Um, so, you know, I launched, I think I might've shared this earlier. I launched, um, MGJ speaks, um, in early March, but of course it was something that I had been playing around with for the better part of a year and change. Um, and so I officially launched it in, in March of this year. And I will tell you that the, you know, there's always some fear, right. Of, of doing that. Karen, you know, gee, I know, you know, you also know, um, there's always some fear of kind of, you know, putting yourself out there, the fear of, you know, is everybody going to be interested in this? They're going to look at it and they're like, oh God, who does she think she is? Like all of that. And what I quickly realized was that none of that was the case and that people um, in my tribe, present company included, were so, so, so supportive and then some. Um, and it's it's a really... Um, it's an empowering feeling. It really makes you, it makes you realize, you know, your worth and how people not just see you, but see 
what you're able to share and bring to the table, how the impact that you um, have on on other people. And so, you know, MGJ Speaks is a it's a it's a boutique consultancy, right? So it's it's business and career coaching, and then you know, I'm also part of that is also keynote speaking. So I am able to deliver all of that and have very different, um, a very different client base. But at the end of the day, it is when women reach out to me and say, hey, I'm interested in this or I'm interested in that, that I feel the most empowered and I feel really good. And all I want to do from that is empower them. That's, that's literally the first thing I think about because I'm so... Um, so excited and so humbled to actually have that kind of love, right? Just because of what I do um, and, and the way I'm able to, to do it. And so I, I really think that that's the thing that kind of continues to drive me in terms of how I think about, you know, really taking, you know, women by the hand and not having them flailing in the wind behind me, but walking alongside me and saying, we're going to do this together. You know, that's the thing that, that's drive, that drives me. That's most important to me. Angie, what about you? How does it make you feel when you know you have this group of women behind you that are supporting you as you are launching your business? It makes me feel like um, I'm unstoppable, you know, um, Empowered is, is the uh, word of the hour here, but it really does make me feel that, um, you know, I, I have a, a corner. Um, I have um, people who genuinely want to see me um, happy and doing what I love to do. And, you know, they want to see me be successful and win at life. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm really grateful for that. I always uh, try to recognize that. Um, and, it's funny because when, you know, we all go through those peaks and valleys and, you know, we have our, our bad days, we have our good days and not so good days. And we've got our pretty crappy days. And, um, you know, it's always really great to know that I have um, a group of people, you know, behind me who are willing to pick me up on when I'm having those really bad days or, you know, people who could just say, you know what, gee, snap out of it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be okay. Um, so that really just, you know, that, that helps me to continue each and every day to, you know, always go back to my why, you know, and always just remember that why I'm doing this. And so with kind of, you know, like with Maureen, and I've mentioned this a few times on the, on the uh, podcast, is that, you know, I have gone through those moments and that self-talk where it's just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm about to put myself out there like this. And what are people going to think? And what if I post this recipe and people think it looks gross or like, oh my God, they're, she's feeding her family that, you know, <laughs> you know, those are the, the types of, you know, things that, you know, when I, I, you know, really had to deal with when, before I really made the plunge and, you know, I will continue to, you know, kind of just give my girl Karen some kudos because she played a really big part in just helping me just do it. Right. <laughs> I had, you know, I'd been talking about this blog for so long. I had, I've been holding on to the uh, domain for over a year. <laughs> and Karen's like, what are you waiting on? Like you've been holding on to this domain. What do you think it's going to do? Just launch <laughs> itself? 
you know, and so she played a pretty big role. And, you know, so, and, you know, I, I, you know, had friends and family members who were just like, you can do it. You know, what, what's the worst that can happen? You can do it. So, you know, I'm really grateful for, you know, that support system. And I try to, to really, you know, um, pay it forward and be a support for someone else who may be going through um, something similar or is having, you know, just a hard time getting to, to their next step. You know, if I can be that light or be that motivational person in their ear or whatever to help them make that next, next step, I certainly, um, you know, welcome that opportunity. Um, but, you know, with, with Cook, Pray, Slay, you know, I always try to remember my why, why am I, why I'm doing it. And so when other people post that this recipe was amazing, or, you know, this really helped me, you know, um, manage my day to day or whatever, it just, it brings me so much joy because then I remember, okay, this is why I'm doing it. This is why I'm doing this to help other women like myself who are managing, uh, work and children and husband, you know, and, and just life in general and, but just still winning, you know, and you don't always have to have it together, but, you know, as long as, you know, I want to be that inspiration, that corner they turn to where it's just like, okay, what, you know, how, how can, how can I put this meal together in 30 minutes and be able to sit down and have a conversation with my kids and my husband and still and still make this great meal, you know, at the end of the day, how can I bring my family together? I'll just, you know, so it's just things like that, that I want people to know that they can come to Cook, Pray, Slay for. And so when people do recognize that, or they reach out to me, or they send me a DM, or they, you know, recognize me on social media and say, hey, you know, this recipe is awesome, or you help me organize my closet or whatever it is. It just brings me absolute joy. So I love it. Well, thank you very much, ladies. It was awesome to have this conversation with the two of you. Um, I encourage all of my women of color out there to look for a tribe, a group of women that you know will be there to lift you up in whatever it is you're trying to do. It is a wonderful experience to have um, and so, ladies, again, I appreciate you for this time. If there's anything you want to hear us talk about, you can always hit me up at kdt at inmyshoestoday.com. Again, that's kdt at inmyshoestoday.com. My tribe and I are open to any topics that you guys want us to talk about out there. I hope that all of you are having an amazing day. And until we meet again, be blessed.